Good evening and welcome to another exciting episode of 48 Shades of Football. Uh, back, just me and Mark today, no Phantom. I was going to say that, the, the, the introduction was a little bit different, <laughs> it, was, it was a little bit phantomless. Lacking the enthusiasm that he's brought in recent weeks. Is that what he's brought in? I know he's brought in something, but it usually involves, oh, I didn't watch that game, or I didn't watch that game. But okay, yeah, just me and you, Paul. I can do that for you, because I haven't watched any games. <laughs> so just me and you today? Yeah. Um, you're, you're looking rested from a week of not watching K2. Yeah. Or any K2 football, I guess, right? Yeah, I haven't watched any. I watched one game on TV this week, so I can talk a little bit about the, the Korean national team game with Northern Ireland. Uh, okay. Apart from that, I know nothing. So, well, no change there then. So I guess we'll be at another hour-long podcast. Uh, very interesting intro music. Yep. Uh, you, have you been train spotting at the weekend? Is that why you didn't watch any football? No, it's a reference to the one, cup, the one cup set that happened in the FA Cup third round. There was maybe two. Was it two? <laughs> uh, yeah. It depends <laughs> if you're an Eland fan or not, right? But yeah, huge cup set actually, to be honest, right? Yeah. Uh, which, shall we get into now or shall we get into later? Um, well, do you want to do it chronologically or...? Let's do it chronologically. Okay, so we should... Uh, Alistair likes that word. <laughs> so we should go back to... Who's Alistair? Uh, the Phantom sorry, likes that word, right? So we should go back to uh, last weekend. Okay. When there was... Saturday night there was Korea versus Northern Ireland. There was indeed. And there was a full round of K2 fixtures. Yeah. Did you go to any K2 fixtures? Uh, on the Saturday, I didn't know. Uh, I went to a K2 game on the Sunday. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't go on the Saturday. I went to uh, Songnam on, on Sunday. Um, the Saturday was... I, I thought about going down to Suwon for the, for the visit of Buchan. Yep. But that would have been three trips to Suwon in four weeks. And I decided, oh, I decided that was a little bit too much for anyone. Plus one you might do this upcoming week. Yeah, so that, that's way too much, yeah. And, um, and the one we'll do next weekend for the, for the super match. Uh, yeah, so pretty much that's why I didn't go. Um, but the other game that was closer to home was uh, Seoul-Eland. Uh, but who would pay to watch Seoul-Eland these days? Up, up to 500 people apparently. Uh, just above it, right? Just above it, and that's probably including the, the Swedish hot dogs either. Um, so I guess we should probably talk about the games as opposed to just talk about the ones I didn't go to, right? But uh, so first up, it was Suwon against Buchan. Uh, Buchan flying high on uh, on the way down there. Uh, Suwon had been tipped by most neutrals, I think, to be um, at the very least challenging for a playoff. Uh, four games in, I think, they're, they're having a bit of a mayor. I don't, I don't think they're going to be for, challenging for much. Uh, you can read all about that uh, on our blog as uh, Suwon fan Joe vents four weeks into the season, which I thought was even better than you. <laughs> you didn't even wait as long as you normally do, which is fantastic. Um, so, yeah, so that game finished uh, 1-0 uh, to Puchon. Uh, a penalty, I believe, by the one and only Willie and Pop which I think we'll get to later when we do our previews, right? Um, so that's him, we'll, we'll talk about that briefly, that's him now 4 for 4. Um, um, erstwhile compatriot, Kong Kong Coming on? He, he failed to score. Yep. Got sent off indeed. He did indeed, that's right, yeah. Uh, I think he got sent off in frustration at not scoring or something, right? So... After, so, after us bigging him up, he went, did his utmost to make sure he's out of the running for 
most well, consecutive goals. I'm actually really happy about that. Uh, as the Phantom said last week, purely because it means that we don't need to answer that question of do goals from last season count? Because he was actually top of the, of the, league, the leaderboard based on his goal against Eland uh, in, in, in the last game of the season. No, sorry, his goal uh, in the playoff, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to against Eland, yeah. Um, so, um, because of that, we were unsure if that would be counted or not, yeah, but it doesn't matter now. So, Pop is out in front, um, which is pretty good. So, last, last week we uh, tossed out a question to listeners about whether Mark Howell is still in the running or not based on his red card. What did the listeners say? The listeners uh, voted with their, their fingers, I think, yeah. and the answer is yes. He's out of the running. No, he's still in the running. He's still in the running, so his red card doesn't... The match he missed by suspension doesn't derail his uh, run of consecutive games. Yes, because I think it's, it's going to be games that you're eligible to play in, right? Not, not games that your club can play in. So we're now down from four to three players. Yeah, we have... Uh, well, we have a clear leader at the front. Pop. Pop on four. We have uh, Drew and Macau tied on three. Markel must be two because he missed the game. Yeah. Although he may have scored in his last game for Cunningham last season, which I'm sure you checked and uh, verified. So he's doing well anyway. (laughs) Um, So basically, yeah, uh, Pop is a leader. So we're looking at Pop. I mean, it's all about Drew Minguez, to be perfectly honest, as to whether or not he can do it. He's been close twice already. So So what you're saying is if Drew does it, you're. You're, fo- you're interested, you're keen, and if Pop goes like 20, 20, 20 games in a row, you just don't give a damn. Oh no, I still care, but I think the big thing is to look at whether or not, after getting so close, after whether or not Duke can do it eventually this time, or finally this time. Yeah. Um, speaking about Dominguez, obviously missing him are so Wieland, um, who failed to score again and failed to win again. Uh, at home to Guangzhou, they drew nothing each. Amazingly, Guangzhou's, I'm going to get this wrong, but I think Guangzhou's third nothing each draw in four games. Uh, and, but if a spoiler alert, that might be what the intro was about as well, yeah? Um, both those teams actually. Uh, Eland have now gone something ridiculous like seven and a half months or something without a win in the league. Something ridiculous. Obviously, we were closed, we had a close season for three of those, right? Um, but a long, long time ago, there was a, a famous quote by podcast listener uh, King Kenny, who once tweeted that, let me try and remember this, right? He once tweeted, if, if sperm had met egg on the day the last time Songnam won, yeah. it would be a baby by now. Yeah. And we're swiftly approaching that with Eland. But judging by the crowd at Eland, I'm not sure the first part has ever actually happened. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and the final game on Saturday was uh, Asan versus Anyang. The police um, ridiculously blowing, blowing a lead and blowing the chance for all three points there. And Anyang uh, clawed the goal back like, a few minutes to go, like a couple of minutes or something. Like uh, finishing one each. So... Not a great result for the police after I've been bigging them up with Kumu Yol and so on. Um, yeah, that was that, that was a pretty a pretty surprising result. So we've kind of gone a, a bit around the houses, but conclusion is 
Uh, Puchon won away at Sioux one, yep. and then two draws. Yeah. Okay. So not not a great Saturday. So the K2 had a chance to shine, and I think if you read the article that we put up under the alternative view, you'll realise the frustration of some of the K2 fans who who were wanting to see K2 shine when there was an international break, and uh, it didn't didn't it was happen. Poor, wasn't it? It was really poor. And Sunday was no better, to be perfectly honest. Uh, I did make the trip down to Tanchon for the visit of Ansan, which technically at kickoff was third versus fourth. Sorry, fourth versus third. Okay. You were fourth and Sam were third. Songnam this season, I don't want to spend much time on it because we're going to get the FA Cup and I'm going to talk about Songnam again then, so I don't want to bore the listeners twice in one one podcast episode. But Songnam start kind of okay the first five minutes and then fade away. And then second half, they're like a team of world beaters. But for about 40 minutes in the first half, they're they're really poor. same thing happened again. They they controlled the game against Suwon, the, the away game, did nothing at all in the first half against Ansan, and then all the second half they just pummeled Ansan's goal. Ansan barely had a, had a touch of the ball. Uh, barely had an attack anyway. Uh, but just, the, you, know, you know that way, you, you'll know this watching FC Seoul, but you know that way when you're attacking and the ball just never breaks to your player? Yeah. You know, Bounces off his shin, or it lands, you know, like, like knee height, or or like in between his chest and his head, and yeah. do you know what I mean? Like it yeah. just never falls, and that happened for the whole second half. Okay. Uh, so the game petered out, finished nothing each. Yeah. Um, probably not a surprising result, to be perfectly honest. But uh, Songnam still unbeaten this season, but two nothing each draws at home. Yeah. Against Guangzhou and Ansang are killing us already. And then final game on the Sunday was Dejon. Uh, versus Pusan, um, and that game finished one 0 to Pusan. Uh, a penalty, um, can't remember who scored it, but a penalty halfway through the first half, I think. And Dejan, yeah, incredible. They after us playing the miracle song for them in the last episode, lost again at home, and uh, it doesn't, it didn't get any better midweek. Okay. Which brings us on to midweek, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, you might do chronologically, right? Well, I'm I'm easy. Let's do let's do the Northern Ireland game, Paul, so you can speak. So I can speak <laughs> rather than sitting here like a nodding dog. <laughs> Pretty much. So this was the Korean national team travelled to Windsor Park, right? Yep. Uh, and played a depleted Northern Ireland team. Yep. A Northern Ireland team that was missing. I don't even know who their big players are, to be perfectly honest, right? But anyway. Now I'm again. Now I'm again, and Kyle Lafferty is and in two. There was like off. four or five that dropped out, right? Yeah. So, this was Saturday night at 10pm, 11pm? 11pm kick-off. Okay. Um, So, take us through it. What did you... I mean, Son started... The Korean team was reasonably strong, right? Yeah, I think everyone was there that you'd expect to be there. And they started off brightly enough, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, Took the lead through Kwon Chang-hun. It was a a nice, well-worked move. Um, Also, partway through the first half... Sonong Min was put through for a one-on-one with the keeper, but the uh, it was called back for a potential foul on the, uh. between uh, well, I don't know which who Korean was player was, but he kind of bumped into a Northern Ireland central defender and the, the guy fell over, so the referee bullet blowed for a foul, which uh, got the Korean commentators in a bit of a tiz. Right, so this is what you tweeted, right? Yeah. Was that, I'm still trying to figure out the logic. So, so the referee was actually Bobby Madden, I believe. Yeah, 
Scottish. Scottish. Yeah. Scottish referee, right? Um, a referee affiliated with the Scottish FA. Thank you, thank you for that one. Yeah, thank you for clearing that up. Yeah. Um, and the commentator said something along the lines of, um, "He's he's uh, young. He's British. British referee, so we can't expect to get treated fairly. We should expect that decisions will go against us." Which shows an incredible in-depth knowledge of West of Scotland politics by the Korean commentator that Bobby Madden is an actual fan what we call a hun um, and as such would definitely prefer to see Northern Ireland win pretty much anything in life you think? Uh, yeah so but I don't think he knew that obviously um, unless Key had maybe told him previously that, that he knew Bobby from his days at Celtic um, but I don't think Bobby was actually refereeing back then. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously rubbish. To be, I mean, like, based on the idea that a Scottish referee would show preferential treatment to a Northern Irish team, and the Northern Irish national team is kind of a little bit stupid, right? But judging by the referee itself being Bobby Madden, I would actually not think that was too far from the truth. Okay, I, I think that they'd be professional enough that they wouldn't let those kind of things affect them. Birman Key used to play for Celtic as the Cha. Cha was in the, in the dugout, I believe, right? Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if Bobby was, was given some things. But at the end of the day, that had no impact on Korea's lacklustre second half performance, I don't think, right? So Northern Ireland equalised, didn't they? When, when was that? That was. They did. Before half time? I think it was before half time, yeah. Yeah, it yeah, yeah, went in one each. It was an own, own goal by. Chumbuk's own uh, Park Minje, who got better. <laughs> Did he? No. <laughs> we'll get to that when we get to the the Poland game, right? Um, yeah. So that was from uh, what was it? The, the it was a well worked free kick, wasn't it? Well, so this is the thing. I think that we were talking about this on Kakao, right? As to what was it well worked or was it horrendously defended? Was badly defended. Yeah, because the nobody was, moved, right? The guy was unmarked for, to, to cross, to slam in a low cross, and Park Min Jae just. Well, I don't even know what he's trying to do. I don't know what he's trying to do. He's just knocked it beautifully past his keeper, right? Yeah. But basically, the guy who so the so the guy who crossed it in um, was the guy who ran over the ball. So they had like, three men standing around the ball, right, at the free kick. Yeah. And the first guy runs as if he's going to shoot, and he jumps over it and keeps kind of running past it, right? And out then out keep, to the edge of the six-yard yeah, box. and then keeps running. And not a single Korean bothered to even follow him. So the next guy who then ran up also faded as if he was going to shoot, passed it to the guy who had originally faded he was going to shoot, who then crossed it in, and Min Jae put it in the back of his net. Uh, but the fact that no defender was even remotely dragged out of position or dragged away with a guy who, who clearly ran on his own uh, to, to the edge of the six-yard box is ridiculous. And that's the reason why Chad Ori is probably the defensive coach. So you're saying it's Chad's fault? What I'm saying is that Chad was probably still smiling at that point in time, as he, as he always does, right? It was terrible defending. Well-worked free kick, creative, great idea, but terrible defending. And then, so that, yeah, that, that, I think that was half-time. I'm sure it was. And then, yeah, second half, I was kind of in between nodding off and watching it. I was kind of watching it and, yeah, nodding off. And I had to watch it on my phone because watching on the computer and the computer conked out. So 
Yeah, what I did find incredibly frustrating was Son's performance again. Um, they, I, I think I put up on Twitter and, and was chastised, per, perhaps is not the correct word, but uh, because I, I, I didn't really question his commitment. I said he has to question his own commitment. Yeah. I didn't say he wasn't loyal or patriotic or committed. I said he needs to question his own kind of attitude and, and commitment to the Korean national team. He just kept trying all these fancy flicks. It was... And I don't know. I just found him incredibly frustrating to watch. I'm not his biggest fan. He has made the team of the season uh, in EPL so far. Uh, he obviously is a is a handful in a, a, the kind of Spurs shirt, but I believe he's a, a waste of a shirt in terms of the Korean national team. And I can only base. It, I don't watch EPL. Steve Gerrard. Yeah, so I can only base it on what I see in a red shirt, and he's been terrible. And I thought he was terrible against Northern Ireland. I didn't watch Poland, but from what I read on Twitter, he was even worse against Poland. Okay, before we get on to the Poland game, you want to take us through the, the second Northern Ireland goal? Uh, I'll let you take us through that, because yeah. I was asleep. <laughs> I'm struggling to remember that, what I was asking. <laughs> so, um, some, some really young kid came on for his debut, uh, played about five minutes, and then was, was he, I don't know what happened, I'm trying to remember. I really should have watched the replay, shouldn't I? Yeah, before, before probably. Starting this. But it finished 2-1, right? He scored, yeah. It finished 2-1. Yeah, yeah. goal, um, goal, first Northern Ireland player to score in his debut since... The last one? Since the last one, which was <laughs> several years ago. Which was probably George Best. <laughs> no, it was... Um, uh, name a famous Northern Ireland player. George Best. Wayne Craig. No. I, if you said the name, I'd know who it is. I just okay. But anyway, um, yeah. So, yeah, so basically... Uh, this this review has been about as much as the game deserves, to be perfectly honest, anyway, right? Um, so then fast forward chronologically to FA Cup and Korean national team duties. Uh, we'll yeah. the Korean national team first, right? So, so Korea versus Northern Ireland. Was, Northern Ireland was supposed to be a, a substitute for Sweden in, in Korea's World Cup group. Yeah. Poland was supposed to be a substitute for Germany. Which, if that... If all goes to plan, it's exactly what I predicted. Who's, and so who's going to be the substitute for Mexico that's going to beat them then? Um, they've got a game coming up against... They've got three games they've announced for early June. One is against Bosnia. I remember that. They're not going to be the Mexicans. They must be another Swede. Yeah, they must be another Swede, yeah. Because um, they did so well against Northern Ireland. Uh, beyond that, I can't remember. Okay. But I think the Bosnia one's going to be played in Korea. The other two are going to be played in Europe somewhere. In Europe. So, uh, so basically, yeah. Our, so our favourite mad Bosnian will be happy. Yeah, well, yeah. I guess I'll. Ah, I'm, I'm working that day. Um, <laughs> so, fast forward on to Poland. Uh, I think we've been contacted uh, on Twitter by someone who was who was asking us what we thought about the team and who was going to be playing and so on. Right, talking about defenders and so on. And I think he predicted that that Lewandowski would would rip Minji apart, I think was the actual expression that he may have used. Um, he was far more excited about the game than I was. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, but he was Polish, right? So maybe that... But a career fan. But a career fan. Um, and it would seem that he, his prediction was kind of right. Um, so just going by Twitter, I think uh, Lewandowski scored in the first half. Uh, Poland racing into a 2-0 lead. Korea pulled it back. And then Poland won it 3-2. In the last minute. In the last minute. And the Korean defence was everywhere. And what I, the, my, my favourite my favorite tweet that I think sums up my opinion of the man himself was when Son finally decided to pass, Korea scored. 
And that's all I'm saying. I didn't write the tweet, but I believe the person is 100% accurate. Um, so before we move on to actual football that uh, we kind of care about, um, I do want to comment on or get your opinion on Korea playing with black shorts and looking more like Man United than Man United. Uh, on my phone it looked okay. That's all I'll say. But as a, you attended the 2002 World Cup, or you were at least in Korea at the 2002 World Cup. Yeah, I attended the 2002 World Cup. Right, you've seen multiple World Cups since. Yep. Multiple Asian Cups, yep. Asian Games. Yep. Korea don't wear black shorts. Or am I the one that's completely wrong here? Because they, they wore red shorts and blue, and blue shorts. shorts, right? Yep. They don't wear black, right? So for this World Cup, they've changed to black shorts. Whatever, I don't care. I don't care either, but just uh, there's an observation that... that what was Northern Ireland's kit about? So I actually and asked... Aren't they supposed to play in light, light green? So I actually blue? asked uh, ex Diablos what he thought about them playing in a sky blue kit. It's a family podcast, can't, I can't reply, I can't read his reply. Then uh, podcast listener Danny to wind Malky up said maybe it's to do with the Starry Plough was that I don't actually really know the connotations of that in Ireland but yeah. anyway didn't go down too well uh, but at the short version is we don't know why they were wearing a sky blue shirt but that is their new away strip is a sky blue strip quite why they didn't with their home strip it can only be because they're trying to punt their way, their way kit as much as possible there you go so Moving on to FA Cup, Judis, anything else you want to add about Korea before we do? Uh, well, yeah, just um, at the same time, the, the under-23 squad, under the, the, the stewardship of uh, new manager Kim Hakbon. The Tiger. They played two friendlies, one against uh, NFC Seoul reserve side, I hope it was a reserve side, and one against Puchan. Uh, they thrashed FC Seoul 4-1. I did see that. Thrashed Puchan 6-0. I saw that too. Uh, surprising, based on what you know of Kim Hakbon and his uh, his unique style of attacking football, which involves two defensive midfielders. <laughs> um, I mean, I think we're going to put an article up, I believe, right over the next couple of days yeah. about this. Um, I think I think I translated a translated article. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't watched Kim Hakbon for the best part of two seasons. Um, he plays attacking football when the attackers attack, if that makes sense. And what I mean by that is, when he had Thiago, we did play some of the best football in, in, in the K-League, I think, right? When Thiago was sold, he just pulled back in, in his defensive shell. Uh, when he first took over, uh, obviously his, his mantra was to not get relegated. Uh, ironic that he ended up being the manager who almost got us relegated, but anyway. Um, and he just defended, and we kind of like played nothing he draws for the rest of the season um, so I don't get where the attacking idea comes from I don't think he's famous for attacking football I'm sure uh, Ken Kenny can, can correct me having watched him in multiple um, instances as Songna manager but my opinion of him is that he's not a particularly creative manager uh, but then again it would seem that the players themselves seem to think he's focusing on attack by playing two defensive midfielders I mean, I'm, whenever I'm translating these articles, I'm never quite sure whether they're like, whether the, the, the reporter's done a hard, in-depth analysis or whether he's just been given a bunch of statements to cobble together. That probably the man, it was a very positive piece though, wasn't it? It was a hugely positive piece. I mean, it sells Kim Hyde has been the saviour 
when pretty much everyone was slamming him just like a few weeks ago, yeah? yeah. And you wonder, I don't really know much about Korean media, you know, but you wonder that you watch UK media, for example, and every newspaper has their agenda, both politically and, to be perfectly honest, the majority of them have their agenda football-wise as well. Yeah. And I just wonder if there are if the Korean media is the same where they have, you know, like they're fed an agenda by, you know, the government organisations and maybe the current one is, I don't know, for whatever reason, the sports editors are being fed, promote Kim Hack Bum's attacking football and he's a and he's a genius and he's not just the guy who whips young players with his cane while sitting up the back of the stand, not whilst then going up the back of the stand and smoking a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. I guess we'll we'll see. We'll see. But what I did say uh, in my conversation with Matt was, these players do need, you know, that you see some of the the Korean senior national team players, and and they do look like a bunch of prima donnas, quite a lot of them. And I think some of these younger players do need someone to basically whip their whip them into shape. And no one is a harder taskmaster than than Kim Hak Bum. So if you're going to give him any team to work with, it would be the under-23s, where they can cane the attitude out of some of the some of the guys who think they're better than they are. Mm. But whether I would say he has a, an attacking football philosophy, uh, no, would be my answer to that one. And if you wanted to compare, or if you want to talk about Seoul losing 4-1 to the under-23s, is, is that a terrible result? I didn't see the Seoul team, to be honest, so I'm going to assume if it's a reserve team, I'm going to say probably not, to be honest, because then the fact that probably three or four of the sole players would have been in the under 23 team anyway, right? Uh, yeah, um, theoretically, yeah. So I'm going to say probably that's not as, as bad as I'll, on paper as I look. I'm sure some people will make it into Wang should get fired, and I know that one of the comments uh, is, oh my god, so lost 4 1 to the Korean national team. Wang is an idiot, I think is one of the comments. Although I think that's your translation of that, because I think when I put it in, you could go translate, it was like, Wang is not that bad. <laughs> but I think maybe you changed that. No, it was like, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> but um, uh, probably, not a bad, probably not as bad as, as on paper, it looks. Okay. All right. Also, there was FA Cup third round matches. There was. I think we'll just go through this really quickly. Uh, we'll talk about the upset, the cup set. We'll talk about the non, the predictable result. And I guess we'll talk about the game I went to, yeah? Uh, yeah, okay. So okay. first up, most of the, all the, the company sides were already out in the last round. Yeah. We are left with a handful of university sides, most of which crashed out this time. Only one remain. Uh, that's not correct. Because one of them still has to play there their fixture well, a couple of them still have to play their fixture on Saturday this weekend yeah, yeah. but only one from Wednesday remains yeah. I mean. yeah. which was Korea University who won on penalties away. in Jamshill yeah uh, away to Seoul Eland 3-1 on penalties 3-1 on penalties which shows just how poor Eland's penalties were just how poor Eland are in general was it 0-0 nil -nil after 0-0 after, nil -nil after the whole lot yeah 0-0 nil -nil after after time, um, I was watching Twitter through Michael Redmond, I think his name is. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, the, the photographs was that he was the only one in the stadium, first of all, uh, which fallen on from their 560 or 508 that they got uh, last weekend. There's no surprise. Um, I could be wrong in saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I think Eland have crashed out in the fourth round four years in a row, or every year since since their third, third round, their birth. Third round, sorry. This round. 
Yeah. The first round that they're in. Before the big boys come in. Yeah, so every year of, since their birth, they've crashed out. And I think three of them have been on penalties or something. Um, which, what I want to say just really briefly about that is, when you have a goalkeeper that glory, how on earth are you losing the penalties? Not once, not twice, three times. And why are you not practicing penalties midweek? Like every other normal manager would do. They're obviously career university played for penalties. Do you know if they put if uh, Elan played a, a full strength team? I say just saying that I'm assuming Glory was playing. Maybe Glory wasn't playing, and that's why maybe that's why they lost. Good preps. Uh, well, I, I don't prep Elan to do. I have, I have zero interest in them, to be perfectly honest. Um, Let's, uh, let's talk about match. Yeah, well, you going to say something? Just one thing I want to say is how much longer. So we talk about how much longer can Huang survive, right? How much longer, you know, can guys like the Ulster manager survive and so on? My question for you, for all our listeners, for anyone who wants to answer, how much longer can Eland the club survive? How much longer do they continue to pretend to be a football club? Uh, at least till the end of this season, I hope. You've got to imagine this is the last season, right? The dream is gone. The, 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 the idea is never going to be realised. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have poor teams, but they're not even bringing fans in. It's not as if there's anyone going to see it. They are literally the sole version of Goyang. <laughs> right. That's what I'm going to say on them, yeah? Okay. Since you, let's talk about a match you did prepare well, that you prepared so well you actually went to see it. I did indeed. The, I mean, big, the big K2 derby. The, yep. Song Nam versus Tejon. Song Nam versus Tejon. Uh, probably an easier game than most of the than facing any university team or. Probably yeah. I mean Tejon are pretty poor and they, they weren't much better to be perfectly honest uh, on, on Wednesday night. Song Nam. Song Nam must have humped them then. One no. Uh, we we dropped quite a few players. Obviously we we dropped uh, either uh, Subomi, uh, Kim Dong Jun, um, a couple others as well. Um, we started Murala, who hasn't really been getting a start in the league, and really that's the game summed up. Um, Sonam started brightly, first ten minutes we controlled the tempo, then poor for the next yeah, four until half time. Poor until half time, as I said, almost every single game now. Came out second half, started battering Dejo in second half. Uh, same idea, the ball never really fallen to anyone. Uh, Dejon came back into the game a little bit. They, then, as they were coming back into the game, they took off Philip Halofsky, the ex Songnam player, yeah. who was having a decent enough game. Like He wasn't tormenting our midfield, but he wasn't the worst player on the pitch either. Uh, they've got a big forward guy, a big guy called Pedro up front, who looks a little bit kind of. He looks quick, but slow on the ball, if, if you know what I mean by that. Yeah. Um, so once they took off Halofsky, most of the, their creativity left them. And it wasn't that much longer after that, that we got a corner, about a seventh corner in the, in the second half. Uh, ball was swung in. Uh, keeper saved it. He pammed it out. Uh, and as it as the was dropping, it fell to Murala, who, who I guess didn't want to fluff his lines and didn't want to make a mistake. So it looked like he was taking an, an hour watching the ball come down. Uh, and then he, he crashed it as much as a K-League player ever crashes anything uh, into the net. And 1-0, he ran away, did his, what I'm assuming is his trademark celebration, which seems to be like a kind of, look at the size of my guns. Uh, kind of reminded me of a guy on a bus okay. video a few years back, but anyway. Um, and then it, the new Songnam thing seems to be 
when players score, uh, they get their head patted. Okay. Every goal celebration has been the same. Once the players jump on them, they smack their head. You know, like they're at school, like like it's your birthday, giving you the dumps. Yeah. But on their head, which considering the fact that Murala is sporting a Scottish Sinclair, uh, like half blonde Mohican, uh, I don't think he was appreciating too much. To be perfectly honest, um, we then started bringing on players like uh, E. G. Min went off injured. He, he's done his knee and he could be out for quite a while. I think he was running and just he just fell. Uh, there was nowhere near him, and he just kind of like he, he he collapsed. Um, he was taken off. He was a captain for for the night. Was taken off, and uh, Sobo Min came on as who, who is a normal captain took over captaincy, and then Eder came on with two minutes left, um, and almost scored with so his first kick of the ball. So I saw some point halfway through the second half, you tweeted that some of them were battering Tejo on the seconds only a matter of time. So what I tweeted was, actually what I tweeted was, Songnam are battling Dejon, a second is only a matter of time, so that means there'll be one each, yep. is what I tweeted. So you're wrong on both counts. I was wrong on both counts, I finished one now. <laughs> but I was right in my match prediction when I said it would be 2-1 and close. So you're in the, the hat for the next round? Yeah we are, yeah. Gagging for an inch on. Inch on? Gagging for an inch on. Home or away? Away, obviously. I want to go to that stadium. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's the only reason. They'll beat us, but, well, maybe, but... Gagging for Inchon away. Uh, the only other n- sort of result of note was uh, Tejon Korail going away to Kwangju. Yep. And winning. Handsomely. 3-1. 3-1, yeah. Uh, Kwangju have been terrible this season. Like, absolutely terrible. Even uh, even though they've been drawing nothing each and stuff, like, which sounds terrible, they, they, they've, they, they've been awful. They've been worse than the nothing these games have been. They did nothing against us at Tanchon at all. Um, should, yeah. I should clarify that wasn't a way that was uh, played in Tejon. Just before we move on and do our winners and losers, the last thing I do want to say is like to Philippe Halovsky, he's now played two FA Cup games, both of them at Tanchon, uh, and he's lost both of them. Yeah. Three 0 to Mopo and one 0 in a Dejon shirt. Yeah. Please, can someone sign him for FC Seoul or Seoul One Blue Wings <laughs> for the next round? <laughs> that's all I'm saying okay I think that's going to happen no, after these performances but anyway um, so winners and losers uh, yeah just before we get into that there are a couple of FA Cup games this weekend if you're at a loss so and for some reason Pusan versus Puchon is being done uh, this week next next midweek right yeah next yeah next midweek yeah so yeah. I, I, I don't know what's going on there I don't know I don't know why yeah I don't know the why either. ok ok but yeah there's a few games this weekend as well yeah yep. ok winners and losers uh, I'll go for my loser please yep my loser of the week is the KFA ok we all know what F stands for in that one uh, for refusing or not refusing for just not live tweeting their own FA Cup uh, but ridiculously tweeting the final results so there was someone actually awake with their Twitter password, and they just didn't live tweet a single game. So basically, you had me, you had Michael Redmond, you had the Ansan foreign supporters, you had Paul Neat, you had Tim Barnes, you had the five of us, and I think there was a few others, but the five of us that I was watching, the five of us keeping everyone, everyone who wanted to be informed in Korea, informed, and the KFA can't even bother tweeting their own FA Cup. There's a reason why no one's attending games in Korea, and that's one of them. 
Uh, absolute disgrace. If rant of the week was still there, I would be talking about this in two hours. You're always welcome to do a rant of the week. That is it. Utterly disgraceful. Utterly shocking, shocking organisation. And terrible that you don't even tweet your own FA Cup. All they cared about was Son Heung-min uh, playing in a Korean national team shirt. Utterly disgraceful. There you go. Uh, my loser of the week has got to be um, Eland, Kwangju, K2 in general. Uh, as as uh, Chief in Korea said, it's poor football, not entertaining. Who's going to go and watch that? Um, Kwangju just relegated. They're supposed to have uh, parachute payments to maintain a relatively strong team. Not going well so far. Eland had this grand vision when they set up five years ago. Uh, none of that's coming to fruition. It's like they've given up the ghost. Um, just no. Yep. Can't disagree with that at all. Cannot disagree with that. And that is the reason why my winner of the week is baseball. Baseball is because back. It's back. It's back. It's big. It's apparently quicker than ever. Um, there's less talks and blah, blah, blah. I went on Tuesday night. Swayze of empty seats, though. Yeah, Swayze of empty seats, but compared to the Key League that, that you know, has been is four weeks in, um, not even a competition. Like, how, how many teams are in, in the Korean Baseball League? Eight? Yeah, there's a few. <laughs> I don't know. Six? Eight? Uh, eight or something like that, maybe, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think there's like four games, right? Yeah. But... Uh, I think it's slightly wrong to compare because we're just basically comparing K2 to Korean baseball. But what I mean by, by baseball being my winner is that K2 didn't do anything to take any of the, the undecided fans. That, as Chief in Korea said, you know, like if, if, if I'm undecided, if I don't know where to go, what, what has Suwon done? Well, what has any, any, I would say K League, the KFA not even tweeting at their own FA Cup, what has Korean football done? to take or convince any undecided person, any on the fence, should I go to baseball or football, I don't really care. What have they done to convince that person to come to, the, to, a, to a football ground? Zero. So for me, the winner of the week is baseball. So what convinced you to go to baseball then? What convinces me to go to baseball? Yeah. Drinking for four hours. <laughs> okay. That's it, really. Uh, Paul, what's your winner? Um, my winner of the week has got to be... Um, nobody. Nobody. Nobody won your heart this week. I'm I'm the winner of the week. You're the winner of the week because you, you didn't watch any football. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, perfect. Um, okay, forums. Anything? Anything of note? Um, when we say forums at this point, what we really mean is anything that FC Soul fans are complaining about this week. Um, FC Soul fans were complaining about, obviously. There's a media day before the weekend's fixtures. Um, so Hwan Song Hong faced up to the media yesterday, previewing the game against Incheon. Uh, and the main takeaway is that he's aware of what the fans are thinking about these days. Okay. Which is good. That they don't like him and they wish he'd leave. Yeah. And he understands why they're saying that, and he, he would like to have more time to turn it around. So. Said, okay, would you give him, I mean... Do you think he deserves more time to turn around? Would be my answer. Isn't that what pre-season was for? In his interview that he gave before the season kicked off, he said he's been focused. We, we, they played what eight, eight or nine pre-season games, where they scored what two or three goals. Yeah. So, isn't that what a long pre-season is for? To sort of get things 
in working order so that you can hit the ground running when the season actually starts. You would think so. If you're going to spend the first 10 games of every season running, getting up to speed, you're just giving everyone else an advantage that you can't come back from. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't. I think everyone knows my opinion on Wang, and it's kind of the same as yours. So I don't think there's anything here that's going to. I'm not going to suddenly argue with you. Um, I know you wanted Chia. Uh, I understood that at the time, um, but I think looking back on it, wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, what, what anyone in the case, I mean, even even your most bitterest fan must be. Must be able to say that that, that was a, a a bad a bad swap, right? Um, so yeah, I mean for me, Wang just looks disinterested as well. That we we always criticise Che for not looking interested on the touchline, but Wang looks as as disinterested as Che ever did. I mean, the one thing we remember about Poor Hang was when they when they won the title that year was that they were going to the end, scoring lots of late goals. They were very physical, so they wouldn't let. The, the other team, opposition team, settle on the ball, um, and that was what I was hoping from 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 Huang when he came in because Chair, I mean, Sol and Chair scored a lot of late goals to get points and wins, but they were very easily brushed off the ball and lots of sort of useless side passing. And I was hoping that Huang would sort of sort that out. And he's got his own players in now, and and I don't see any change to Sol at all. They're still as ineffective going forward as they ever were. Yeah, I, I don't think you're, you're going to get any argument from me. And they're still they're still losing all the the balls which are sixty forty in their favour. So they they look weak and unimaginative. That's how I would describe. So yeah, uh, I don't think the players are really particularly listening to him or doing yeah. what he's telling them. So I think if anyone's going to, turn, I think we said this last year that if anyone's going to turn around, it's going to be the sole players themselves. But unfortunately, shipping out Dehan and Osmar means that you've got two passionate players yep. that could motivate the players around them you've shipped them out perhaps Chu Young's going to motivate anyone maybe to attend something on a Sunday uh, yeah but who do you bring in who do I bring into the plan yeah that's, that's the eternal problem right I mean you've uh, not to get all we should look outside the box on you but I'd, no one in Korea so uh, you have to look outside the box and you have to bring in a foreign coach. No, no, Kim Hakbom. He's doing a grand job with the 23s. <laughs> <laughs> no, Chaudhary. Uh, I can't imagine Chaudhary as a coach, as, as a manager. A coach, yes, as a manager, no. Uh, I think Hong Myung Bo, I know Hong Myung Bo, yeah, Hong Myung Bo stuff has a house uh, just outside of Pango. Um, so maybe he's still looking at keeping half of his life in Korea so maybe there's a chance that he he might come back and I do know that um, Chi Young Soo's available Chi Young Soo's available but so is Kim Nam Il who was Chi's assistant I think at Jiang Soo the, the ex Incheon Hard as Nails midfielder maybe yeah ex national team player he's back in Korea I know that through a friend that would be interesting. As he's living with Seoul. His son may be attending a school. <laughs> Move on. But anyway, um, yeah. So I think Huang's got plenty of time left, so we don't need to be start 
Do we then start thinking about replacement coaches just, just yeah. yet? Yeah, I think he's. I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. All right. Okay. Football coming up this week. Quite a lot. We have ACL. We have uh, K1, K2. We'll we'll see teams starting to be eliminated from the ACL from this round, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, big one, I guess, uh, just for the Korean teams. I guess we'll just go through them. Yeah. Nobody go through their league status, just the games that are coming up, yeah. and then we'll kind of talk about it another time. Yeah. Uh, Jeju away to Serrazo. Uh, obviously lost that game one nil. They lost the home game one nil. Sorry. Uh, need to win. Need to get something in Japan. Yeah. Uh, and Blue Wings hosting Sydney. Both those games are on Tuesday, April third. Okay. Okay. Obviously, Blue Wings uh, beat Sydney 2-0 uh, in Australia, but haven't been particularly good since then. Uh, and in terms of the other Korean teams, uh, we have Ulsan on, on Wednesday. Ulsan are at home to Melbourne in a must, 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 must win the, uh, game. And John Brook travelled to Japan to play Kashiwa. Kashiwa. Okay. And a game that I think anything gets them through, right? Yeah, I think the Basically, that basically through, right? Yeah. But Osan definitely must beat Melbourne. They've again after that three each draw. They've been terrible again. Yeah. Predictions quickly for those matches. Yeah. Um, there'll be some wins, draws, and losses. Perfect. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> nothing to add to that. Uh, key two. My my uh, attitude to the ACL this year is somewhat akin to Huang's attitude towards the K League. Okay, considering the fact that Huang's, that your attitude towards the ACL is due to Huang's attitude to the K-League, <laughs> um, maybe that's, that's why, right? Uh, I guess we'll quickly go through K2, K2 first, yeah? yeah? I guess we'll really briefly, or really quickly, uh, we have, the weekend, we have Pusan are at home to Ansan. Yep. Prediction? Home win. Home win. Uh, that Saturday, uh, also on Saturday, we have Eland at home to Runaway leaders Puchon. Draw. <laughs> I'll win. Um, okay. Uh, and the final game on Saturday sees Anyang host Suwon. Uh, draw. I'm, I'm going to say Suwon will get a win in that one. I think I'll be an away win. So I, I'm going to say home win, two away wins. And then on Sunday, 2 pm kickoff, the one that matters, the game of the weekend, Big Market Boy back on the drink. <laughs> Songnam versus the police. So you can you can start drinking on Easter Sunday. <laughs> I can indeed. I can start drinking as soon as I go to church or mass. I think it's very fitting that we're putting the police because that's where I'm going to end up on Sunday night. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, Songnam versus the police. Yep. Draw. Draw every day of the week. Guangzhou versus Dejan. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Those say who cares, right? <laughs> nil nil. No no. Got to be a nil nil, right? No, I'm, I'm actually going to go with an away win. Okay. Because I saw enough from Dejan, as poor as they were, I saw enough that they can beat a Guangzhou team. Okay. Okay. And then K1 is back after the, the international break. Uh, first up, we have on Saturday, we have Pohang versus Ulsan, bit of a local derby. Uh, that'll be a draw. Uh, home win, and we go with. Okay. I disagree with that one. Uh, Jeju at home to Blue Wings. Um, that'll be a home win all the way. I think it depends on the ACL games. 8-0, I think. I'm going to go with an away win, depending. I'm going to go with a draw, actually. I changed that there in mid-prediction. I'm going to go with a draw based on the ACL games and maybe a home win. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and finally, I think on Saturday, is John Book versus the Army. Um, well, theoretically, that'll, that'll be a home win. That'll be a home win and the end of Jew's campaign. 
for consecutive goals. Okay. This current campaign, because he'll get there again. Will we'll Pop score against uh, Amazon? Maybe oh, that. No, mm, no, he won't score against Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> it was a minute ago. <laughs> I just told him a minute ago. Will Pop score against Eland? Yes, he will. <laughs> Pop goes the weasel, eh? Unbelievable. Okay. <laughs> on Sunday, you don't remember that from like a minute. Because I got, didn't Pop used to play for Poozland. He did, yeah, he <laughs> did, not for a long time. Okay, and on the Sunday, K- K1, will you remember these games? Daegu versus John Am. Um, that'll be a draw. Away win. Really? <laughs> We're just arguing constantly on this, right? I, I've picked Daegu in the elimination game this week. Oh, is, I haven't entered yet. Is that a mistake? If, you've, if, you've, oh, if you have the form. Can you just send me the form on that so I can just do it? Um, I don't. We, we should have done it at the same time. Okay, uh, I'm going to go for uh, an away win, John Am. Okay. And then change it for the prediction league. Uh, solo home to end, Sean. Home win, every day. You Pressure think? off wine. You think? Yep. So we'll always beat Inchon at home. Well, apart from that time they lost. Yep, but other than that... It's been 4-0 final and 6-1 in the last few games or something, right? Uh, Home and away, I'm talking about. Yeah, well, they lost away last year, 1-0. They did last year, right. They also thumped them 5-1. 5-1, right. Um, with a Dayan hat-trick. So take away Dayan. Well, yeah, I was going to say, he's not going to score a hat-trick in, on Sunday, but yeah. The thing is, um, Seoul have looked worse this year, and Incheon have looked better, so... I still don't think they're going to come to Sangam and win. I really don't see it. I really don't see it. And Paul, you know I'm no fan of FC Seoul. And I still don't see it. Okay. Okay, so home win. On April Fool's Day. On April Fool's Day. But Seoul's not my elimination round team. <laughs> Just in case. Uh, and the final game, the G's, top of the league, top of the table class. Someone's got to give. If the Phantom was here, he would say. Gang one, hosting Gyeongnam. Uh, Markel to keep his run going, but Gyeongnam to... Fail to win, it'll be a draw. That yeah, that's roughly what's in my head as well. Is what I was predicting for you. My opinion, on the other hand, is <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Marcel to score and Gangwon to score and uh, to finish one each or two each or something like that. Okay, so we've talked about goal scorers. We've talked about the consecutive goal. Uh, you know, record that we that we keep talking about, Ashton. Uh, Pop watch, as it's going to be known, because it's so much less offensive than the other one we could call it. Um, this mic is taken off the air. So, as a tribute to Pop watch, the outro is going to be something poppy. Is that correct? What's the most poppiest thing you can get that's relevant to what we're talking about? Britney Spears. Oops, I did it again. Oops, I did it again.